Welcome to This Sustainable Life Untethered, the place where we explore mind, body and nature and the things that hold you back from enjoying them. I am your host and adventure partner, Alison, and I'm so excited to go and explore with you. Today on the podcast, I am delighted to welcome back Michelle Parry for part two of our conversation. You may remember her from episode 13, Go Rewild Yourself, where we talked about the importance of nature, reconnecting to nature, and how do we undomesticate ourselves as humans and step away from the screen and and go back to our roots and what's important. I really do recommend that episode if you haven't yet listened to it. But a quick recap for you. Um, Michelle is an environmental enthusiast. She is an entrepreneur and the founder of The Rewilding in Morecambe Bay, Lancashire, which is an amazing business that hosts retreats and events inspired by nature and human connection. And they also do gorgeous, stunning gift and experience boxes as well. I know because I bought one for a friend and it was, yeah, it was lovely. It was amazing. Um, So I do recommend you check them out at the-rewilding.com. In this episode, we find out how Michelle got on with her personal challenge of not going to the supermarket and buying food only from local businesses. We also talk about the importance of eating seasonally, there is a cauliflower surprise, and how to fill your cup in ways that you might not anticipate. I loved this conversation with Michelle, and it's all about my favorite topic in the world, which is food. Yes! So welcome back, Michelle, to um, the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for a second time. I am really excited to find out how your challenge went. Can you just remind everybody um, what you said that you would do in the last episode and what you've been doing for the last month? Yeah, so last time we spoke, I made a commitment not to go to the supermarket and to try and practice what I preach more so about shopping locally and, you know, using smaller, um, smaller producers and smaller shops as well to do my shopping. Um, And then actually this month has been really, really good for me because I think. I do like to go to, um, you know, smaller shops anyway, but I do always top up with the supermarket where it's, you know, I can't get the things that you would typically get just from like a veg, a veg, a veg shop. Um, So, yeah, it was it was really interesting and quite fascinating to do that with intention, um, you know, because I think I probably didn't realize how much I was either going to the supermarket or, um, yeah, like just just how much I do use use for convenience, really. Um, so it's good definitely made me more conscious about what I was doing yeah so how so so did you manage to do the whole thing did you manage to not go to a supermarket for the month (laughs) yeah so I went to Booth's once um, and that was so I actually do um, because of coronavirus we um, have like a bit of a community group where we do shopping for um, people who can't go in the village so uh, I was in Booth's for that reason so I kind of like use that as an opportunity for me to to pick up a few things as well Um, that's that's so allowed that's so kind and lovely no one's gonna be like oh you didn't do your challenge Michelle because you were too busy helping the people who can't get out their house how dare you buy something for yourself well I just sort of I thought you know also choosing booths as the the supermarket as well in that 
um, you know, they do tend to buy more local and British produce as well. So I think going forward, that's that is a choice I'm going to try and um, stick with more so because it is more expensive. And that's that is a lot of it, what, it, what it often comes down to, isn't it? It's price and how we're driven by price. Like uh, in one of the um, stores in Lancaster, I went to go. I thought, right, I'm going to do all my veg here this this time. And a cauliflower, which apparently they, I asked um, another veg man. He said, "Oh, you know, they're just in. They're just hard to get hold of at the moment." It was four pounds eighty-five. It was going to be for a cauliflower. Wow. So you know, when you think, "Whoa, I that's crazy," because wow. I think there's there's a lot of the time, you know, there is excuses why people don't do this. But sometimes, depending on like supply and demand, that that's that's a lot. And personally, for me, that that. I was priced out of my cauliflower on that occasion. <laughs> so, so, you know, like that's where like if you went to a supermarket because they have the economies of scale and all of, you know, those relationships where they're importing them or whatnot, uh, you can get a cauliflower for like 80 pence. But is yeah. it going to taste as good? Probably not. Yeah, but £4.85, that is definitely like outside <laughs> of the cauliflower comfort zone, isn't it? That is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, you'd have to like what would you make um what would be the best way to use up the cauliflower like what would be the perfect recipe you know to to highlight yeah. the four pound 85 cauliflower <laughs> it'd have to be special wouldn't it i mean yeah. people do um i don't really meet too much so i do have it as like a roast a cauliflower so to, to make it more of like a i love doing the just putting curry powder on it and making curry to cauliflower is so delicious oh i've not tried that before it's, it's good and it's so easy as well I'm a fan of easy definitely Um, (laughs) so you you basically apart from the one booths store which which is completely fine and still um yeah yeah, that's absolutely no problem you uh just did all your shopping at local shops so how many times um would you say like approximately you would have been going to the supermarket um before before the challenge just to get like an idea of numbers I know it's like hard probably like once probably like once a week I would say once a week okay well, yeah more or less and then if I'm in you know I, I do go, I go to the post office quite a bit because of the the online shop so sometimes that has a shop inside the post office as well right so because <laughs> because I live in the countryside you kind of got to be more efficient with your journeys as well don't you otherwise you're back and forth all the time which I don't want to do so it's kind of like making the most of of those trips as well so uh, but yeah I'd say more or less like once once a week mm-hmm and was there anything that you thought you would really miss that you wouldn't be able to get in the shops that you would go to like was there you were, were you like oh no I'm not gonna have any chocolate or uh, I'm just giggling to myself because the first thing that came to my mind which I don't know if it's the truth or not is you know you know when you're in like especially Aldi and Lidl and the middle section <laughs> yeah. because it is I, th- I think I like the I like the supermarket for that sense because I guess they they're just really expert marketeers and they they know how to kind of like keep things exciting when you go and and um it's like a day out especially at the moment during the pandemic going to the supermarket is a very big day out for most of us right now so um so I think the things that I missed was probably like the more uh it's really quite hard to get like if you wanted tin tuna I give my dogs uh, my doggy like tin sardines couldn't find those anywhere um and things like 
I wanted some cereal. You couldn't, I couldn't get the one that you would usually have. So I suppose it's just about uh, the thing that I learned was about uh, just adapting it, isn't it? I think actually there was a really great article, maybe you sent it me, but um, about like how the UK, you know, we're especially with, we're going through Brexit and how people's food habits are potentially going to have to change. But actually the headline was um, it, it could be feast, not famine for the UK. If only we learned to, um, enjoy and like and appreciate the food that we do produce here and I just thought that is so true and that that really was quite a learning just adapt what I'm eating it made me feel more creative with my food I cooked more um yeah just cooked with more ingredients as well versus like I you know I often get sometimes as a treat I would get those like baked stuffed uh mushrooms I quite like to to buy those already made because they're so tasty but I just haven't done that because that wasn't an option. So it made me be, yeah, me be more creative with my food. Mm, I love that idea. Like you can actually find um, creativity and maybe even more depth where you put yeah. constraints on things like it forces you. You think, oh, I'm going to miss out because I can't get what I normally want. But actually it's like opens it up in a different way. So yeah. um, I could talk about food a lot, by the way, but I'm curious, like what cereal did you buy instead or did you get anything um that you had to you know have as your adaptation that you thought oh this was amazing I'm so glad I did this um uh well that we have a really good Chinese supermarket in in town and I I just I guess that's a supermarket so maybe that doesn't class it's hard to know as well you know like how how to classify this but in my head I was doing it the mainstream ones like the big ones uh, and I, I cooked so much more Asian food this month and I, I haven't done that for quite a while. And also just, again, with the pandemic, everything's been quite, um, you know, I haven't had too many like different experiences. And it felt like really cultural as well to go to the Chinese supermarket and, you know, pl- play with these foods and, um, you know, just get different ingredients that I haven't cooked with for, for a little while. So I've been having quite a few uh, noodle dishes and broths and soups, which has been really, really yummy. And again, like they just have great uh, ingredients in there, like the different mushrooms and pak choy. And um, yeah, so that's that's definitely been a win for me this month. Ah, oh, yeah. I know I know the supermarket that you mean. And um one date night my partner and I we basically went there and just picked up random things that we didn't even know what they were and just kind of put them in a basket and you know went to the till and paid for everything and then came home and cooked it we were like oh what's this I don't know tasty and just play just play around with the food like it's really exciting to just have something completely different yeah definitely and actually, uh, another really great thing that happened this month was I was on my way to the, the post office. And then in our village, we've got, um, the, I think it's called Artisan Market. And it's, they're a, um, they're a market, but they, they've kind of popped up in different villages around uh, the local area. And then they're doing, they're moving from week to week from different location. And one was in our village. So I was really pleased for that because there was uh, Stables uh, Veg Box, which I think they're they're based actually in Out Rawcliffe, but he had this really gorgeous uh, fruit and veg stand with just so much lovely produce, which was, I mean, for me, if this happens like every month in our village, I just thought, what an amazing um thing to bring the the village back, you know, in, in a community sense as well. Like when I when I went there, I saw about 
six or seven people from my village. So that was like really nice, just having those social interactions with people and then, you know, really picking up the food and like talking about it and looking at it. And yeah, it was just such a nice experience. So really excited for that, if that continues in the village and, and hopefully more of that stuff will continue to happen around the UK, really. Mm, yeah, that does sound really cool. And did any of the food like taste any better? Did you, because I, I don't think I've personally bought things from like a local market or farmer's market um and kind of done that comparison where I've tried something from you know Sainsbury's and something from like a local uh, supplier so did you get like any any difference in taste or quality yeah I think so I mean it, it's I, I I definitely think so I think especially with things like um like your root vegetables at this time of the year I think they they do taste more like fuller in 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 flavor 100% uh, I think like the one that you know re- when 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 it's time for tomatoes they're the ones that you can really taste the difference with tomatoes and strawberries when they when they're grown in this country like definitely um so yeah I think so and I, I mean I don't really like I mentioned at the start but I don't eat too much meat but I do eat fish and for that for me is like the the you 100% taste the difference there when you buy local and um better quality meat you can definitely taste the difference Mm, that's really interesting I feel like I want to have a bit of an exploration myself because it's just I don't know like maybe get something from the local market and something from Sainsbury's and do like a blind taste test, get my partner to help me out. And even if it doesn't taste any better, I guess like you get the um, the the added benefits of supporting the local economy and, you know, that kind of doing the, the right thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think one, the one that's really good to try as well is eggs. Like when you, if you get like a free range egg, versus like a um you know a barn egg or something like when you crack them together even just like the the thickness of the shell and the color of the yolk and that's that's a good sort of comparison and taste test I think you can definitely taste the difference on oh okay yeah I don't I don't buy the barn eggs because I think um or the caged eggs rather for for ethical reasons but I would I would make an exception just to be like she's right yeah. <laughs> um and before in the first episode you were talking about you know your relationship with nature and saying that you know we are we are nature do you feel that your relationship has changed at all as a result of you know the challenge and intentionally thinking more about what you're eating and cooking yeah I think that that's something that um that that's just like I think it's like your life's work almost a little bit with that um and I think last because I've moved around quite a bit and then last year I started to grow a few of my own vegetables and that's definitely something where I've has improved my relationship with food when I've grown my own vegetables because you know typically you just go to you know if you go into the supermarket or any kind of shop and you just pick it up and that's it and then you cook it and it goes in your belly and then you know all of the the rest but when you grow your own veg you're like oh my god that took all of this time to grow and actually that other one you know that other seed didn't make it and then that one wilted and then this it feels like a prized possession almost and you really cherish the food and you cherish eating it more um and so I think going to the 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 more local suppliers throughout the entire month yeah definitely made me have more connection with with my food and and actually the growers as well amazing 
Um, and I'm curious about like the emotional experience that you had kind of before the challenge, um, during and now that it's over. Are you able to like walk me through your emotional journey, how you felt about the whole thing? Yeah, definitely. I, I loved that you, you. it was a challenge and and knowing that we were going to talk again made me feel uh, really accountable to to doing it and you know not just thinking oh I'm just going to nip in here because it's going to be more convenient to myself you know I'd said it so don't tell Alison <laughs> yeah I think there's re- there's power in that isn't it you know by saying that you're you're going to do something so um I think there was a couple of times when I was thinking oh, I really could you know it would be so much more handy to pop in here um but like emotionally especially the going into the village uh and then having that that kind of community, you know, where they were they were selling food and the fresh fruit and veg, and there was a meat uh, a meat um, counter there as well. I just thought this is awesome. It made me feel really happy, really excited. Like it filled my cup with that community spirit because I saw local people that you know I wouldn't typically see. So that felt quite emotional actually, and quite um, exciting. And especially during the pandemic, like I needed it. I needed that like human connection, whether it was. It wasn't just, you know, um, we're not having a 10 minute deep and meaningful conversation, but it was that exchange of like, hey, how are you doing today? So I think that that's part of our food culture as well. You know, in the UK, these sorts of farmers markets where you do go and interact with people. Um, So, yeah, that was really good. Um, Yeah, it's been it's been good. And and to be honest, and I'm going to take it forward as well. You know, there will be times when I obviously going into the supermarket because there are things that you can't you can't get in our local area um you know it's not uh, you know in a bigger city you might have more of these sorts of shops but you know it can be limited at times so that can be frustrated frustrating sorry um because there are yeah they're just things that you yeah you can't you can't get really so mm. yeah it's been good yeah that's so cool um I'm curious about um she so said like can you explain like a specific time where you said oh, I would have been so much more handy and like what what was the thing that you wanted um if you feel comfortable to share and what did you get instead like any any specifics I'm just because food can be very like for me it can be extremely emotional so you know <laughs> you're like uh, oh I really fancy this and like definitely you know like that notion of comfort eating or like let's get a takeaway so we can have a treat and yeah. you almost have to um become very good at emotionally regulating yourself sometimes to be like no we can't afford it or no I've already had too much chocolate so I'm just curious if there's like a little dialogue that you did with yourself when you couldn't get something that you wanted yeah that's a really because food is emotional you're so right and especially like you know during this time as well where it's, it's an emotional time to be on this planet to be quite honest um the things that I couldn't get quite easily when I've like gone out on my my trips or that were limited were the things around like cheese and dairy actually like I couldn't get yeah the the range of cheeses and like yogurts that was limited uh and then also um what I typically call like a vessel you know for you know like some spread or like avocado and eggs or something so I found that to be quite limiting as well and because I try not to uh I love bread bread is obviously (laughs) sent from the heavens to (laughs) but I try not to get too much bread because I'll just eat it all and again bread's really emotional so 
you know, like having a few um, like rice cakes kind of vibe. That's that's what I mean by like a vessel. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that that was a bit limiting in some of the smaller shops. Um, and then I suppose I just got what was there, really. That's what I did. I just got the um, I got like cottage cheese instead. That was that was available. And um, just like nat- I usually just get natural yogurt. But I do like, um, do you know, Rachel's yogurt from again, that's from Booze. I love yeah coconut and the honey one so um, yeah didn't didn't get those and again the thing that I do go to um to Lidl and Aldi for because of the cost is raspberries and blueberries so I haven't had any of those all month ah okay so it was what we're using the raspberries and blueberries for breakfast so like we have that with uh, oats and yogurt and so I just yeah I've just been eating eggs really Ah, interesting. So do you think that you will um, go back to having like the the raspberries and blueberries and like the coconut yogurt, but just kind of because you said that you you said that you would sort of keep the intention of the challenge going on. But obviously, you know, there are some things that you can't get. So are those the kind of things that you would buy and go back to buying again? Yeah, I think so. But I think being more conscious about actually, um, you know, when you're thinking about seasonal seasonal food, it's more of a summertime food, isn't it? So to and I think you probably get the benefits. Well, I'm sure of it. You get the benefits through eating more in line with the seasons. So potentially, yeah, just just waiting a bit more until that time comes and, you know, not being like, oh, I'm not going to go to Boobs or the supermarket and, you know, not get it on a strict basis. But yeah, certainly thinking about actually, maybe that's not the food I'm supposed to be eating during this time anyway. So um, yeah, I, I will try and keep it up a little bit more. That's amazing. And has it been um, like, obviously, I know we've been in a pandemic, so maybe your interaction with others has been limited. And obviously, you talked about um, like the community spirit, filling your cup and having that more deeper relationship with the local suppliers. But has it has the challenge affected anyone else in your in your circle your family friends probably not because I live alone um it's probably affected my dog because (laughs) because I my dog has like a um a raw food diet so uh and in that I give him sardines which are from the tin but you know then I was thinking well it doesn't have to come from the tin I can just probably get like a you know different set up or different batch and freeze them uh with with you know with a fishmonger or something so um I didn't explore that but that that is one to to explore a bit more I think okay so he's like where are my sardines <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly um but no I don't think so like to be honest my my family um who I do you know I do work with them so I see them a little bit but they you know they had say they do they do this pretty pretty well as well really to be honest especially especially my sister and with like you know meat and she has chickens for her eggs and um you know that sort of thing so I wouldn't say it's affected anybody else really no but it sounds like it's affected you and that's been really positive and exciting so that's really cool to hear and um are you like planning to take another step? Are you are you going to do anything else? Has anything else kind of sparked your interest now? Yeah, I think uh, the way that I would continue to take this forward is now like, yeah, just being more intentional about it. So um, if I'm going to go to the fishmonger to to buy probably more and then 
um, you know, think about freezing it a little bit or just being a bit more um, because again, you've got to go to multiple shops. And I think that that's what the supermarket offers in comparison a lot of the time. And then being more proactive to go to uh, our farmer's market in Lancaster on, um, it's on the Wednesday, isn't it? And also the one in Thursday and just, you know, actually choosing that as my day to go shopping versus thinking I'll do it when I, I do it when I can mm. because of the convenience aspect, actually marking those days as the days that I will shop. Mm-hmm. just a bit more kind of planning and and foresight yeah. yeah definitely amazing that's so cool I am really like glad that you've enjoyed it and um it's I think it's always fun to like do a little challenge and go on an adventure with yourself particularly like in lockdown there's not a lot happening you're like oh I'll just make my own fun by doing something different so thank you so much for for sharing your experience um and I've got to say from when we talked last time, and I know you were explaining about the the farming practices that you do and, and saying that one of the things that we should do is kind of learn more about our food. And I feel like since then I have been um, trying a little bit more just to be aware of food. So there was this amazing program on um, BBC iPlayer Horizon, which was all about like food miles and where food comes from and the carbon imprint of food. And um I watched it and it was like fascinating because it just made me realize how I have I have no idea. I just go to the supermarket and pick things out and don't even think about how it grows, where it's come from, how it gets here, how it's processed. So I feel like our conversation has kind of opened up that little aspect of my um, curiosity now and uh, I'm, I'm enjoying learning more. Good. That makes me really happy. Um I think the supermarket, you know, they're very kind of sterile and clean environments where you would never easily make that connection to a cow in a field and being milked, you know, for its for its milk, you know. So I think it's quite that that connection almost removed just through the environment in which you shop. So, um, yeah, I think that that's really good. That's really positive to hear that. And thank you so much for um, yeah putting me to a challenge because I've really enjoyed it. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, is there anything else that we didn't get to cover that you would like to talk about um, before before we say goodbye? Um, the only thing I was just thinking there is, I, can't, I suppose we just touched on it, but really like the the seasonal seasonal aspect of it um and just thinking like, yeah, just just trying to embrace that a little bit, a little bit more. Um and just thinking around, you know, the, in, in the wintertime, it is a time to have like those uh, more nutritious and like warm stews and like maybe like pots of porridge. And then um, and there's kind of a reason for that, isn't there, you know, to like nourish and keep your body warm and store energy. And um, I think it's like I think it helps us to thrive a bit more in the seasons, which, um, you know, we, we, we don't necessarily connect always our food intake to the seasons and how that might affect our you know mental health and well-being so yeah I suppose that's just a little uh, added extra but but no no I think it's been really good thank you yeah yeah I guess because we're kind of like well we live indoors don't we so we have we control our climate and like majority yeah. of the time it just feels like comfortable for me I couldn't tell even actually looking out the window you know I couldn't tell whether it's summer or winter or whatever like I'm completely um just in my own comfortable bubbles so yeah it it must be a nice way to connect back to that seasonality like whilst you're still in your house yeah definitely 
Cool. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. I really, really enjoy catching up with you and finding out how the challenge went. And um, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much as well. I found that so interesting to hear Michelle reflect on how she found the challenge. And, you know, I never really thought about it before, but really going to the supermarket, it is kind of dull. That connection from our food is gone. That connection from others is gone. It feels like a chore that you have to do to go in there, get your stuff. And, you know, the alternative is, is actually a lot more exciting, which is meeting the people who make your food, who grow your food, meeting the local businesses, talking about the food that you're about to eat and really connecting with it, connecting with nature. And also the others in your community as well. I love the idea of her saying that that filled her cup. That was that was glorious. I tell you what, when I go to Sainsbury's, my cup is not filled. I mean, I do enjoy going to the supermarket because it is the place where I buy the food, but it's not actually like a joyous place in and of itself, is it? Um, so yeah, I thought that was fab. And I also you know, we come back to this idea that we explored in episodes one and two of the podcast, which is that creativity can sometimes come through constraints. And that when you put parameters on how you usually do things, you're actually forced to try something new and adapt, because you can't just rely on your usual habits. And I think sometimes that's where, well, hopefully something interesting and something good emerges from that experimentation. So I have been inspired by some of the other challenges that the guests have done um, to do them myself. So Neil did, I can't remember the episodes now, but Neil did one about bringing reusable coffee cups to the coffee shop when he knew he was going to go to town and get coffee. And I really wasn't doing that. I don't know why. I guess it was just habitual. Um, And so making the intention to do that and, you know, now I've continued doing it is great. Um, Also, I've turned off my mobile data, which is the challenge that Alex did at certain times during the day. I will definitely be talking about that because it's just given me so much more mental freedom and also thumb freedom. My thumbs are loving being so free. Um, And I've also done my own vegetarian challenge recently, which, of course, I will tell you about, too. Um, And I was thinking about this one and I, I would like to try it, but I feel a little bit on the advanced side and that this may be um, one that I build up to. I don't don't know why, I feel some like resistance because food is such an emotional thing for me and I enjoy it so much. I feel like it would really radically change how I eat. It's not just switching from a beef burger to a vegetarian burger that tastes like beef and therefore you're not really missing out at all. It means that, you know, as Michelle said, you can't have frozen fruit in your porridge. And I I love my porridge. <laughs> and yes, Michelle said that she had eggs instead. And that's great. And I'm really glad that she she found that kind of joy in, in the constraint. But I kind of feel like mm, I already know what eggs are. And I'm a bit curious as to where that discovery where that novelty will come from I know that creativity will certainly come from the constraint 
But for me personally, I'm just not sure whether I'll enjoy that creativity or the outcomes of it. I don't know. That's just uh, being honest with you and exploring the resistance that I have to it. But of course I will try it. Of course I will try it and report back because this is what I do. We explore things that hold us back or that we think hold us back. And I am certainly an explorer. The other thing that I mentioned in the episode was around the carbon footprint of food. And oh my gosh, yes, that was so exciting. So I will do an episode on that as well, following the um, the program that I watched on Horizon. It's just, the thing is, it's so non-intuitive. Like you think you know stuff, but really often I find I, I just, I'm nothing, a complete beginner when it comes to food. And I love this curiosity and this learning. Anyway, enough waffle from me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please do come on over to uh, social media and say hello. Let me know what you thought of this episode. Let me know if you are inspired to try the challenge and eat more seasonally, eat more locally. I am on Instagram at alison.untethered, Twitter at Ali Untethered, and Facebook at This Sustainable Life TSL Untethered. And I'd love 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 to chat with you do leave me a review if you would like to and if you found this episode helpful share this podcast with a friend and i will see you next time (laughs) 